Hey again, Anchor. Uh, so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, linguistics and uh, a little bit with breakdowns of words. A lot of people that study uh, linguistics or metaphysics or philosophy or religion, uh, it's very common for them to look at root words, uh, to look in dictionaries, uh, even to study the Bible in certain ways. Because, you know, man is of word and meaning. And uh, there are lots of, um, with technology today and artificial intelligence, there are lots of realities communicating with lots of realities. And people that study these things and want to understand man from lots of different levels, sometimes they do this with the breaking down of words. That doesn't mean they're crazy if they're a linguistic scholar. That doesn't mean if they read too deeply sometimes or come up with a conspiracy and they're strong enough to hold that and talk about that. Uh, and people come to listen and find it entertaining, that doesn't mean they're crazy. Okay? So as long as we're strong enough and to stay integrated, these things do not mean that somebody's crazy because they find it interesting to read in the breaking down of words and, uh, you know, possibly what it can mean if they believe in something else. The intelligence communities, but the Central Intelligence Agency and the FBI have uh, tons of people that read in in codes, um, and sometimes when they're trying to find a, a terrorist or a killer of some kind, sometimes they think they even write in codes. A very famous one from the 1970s is the Zodiac Killer. Uh, and sometimes they, they would assign numerous people uh, to even uh, look at his letters to see if they could come up with different things he might be trying to say in code that are just not read on the surface. Because uh, some people do think in these too. And that's an example of somebody who they think is hurting society uh, and not just somebody that's just talking about language, conspiracy, associations. Because in psychoanalytics, you also go and you, do, you talk to the therapist um, and you tell them to all kinds of associations you're having. And some are healthy and some aren't. And you're supposed to be okay and comfortable with that. And that's okay. And that happens in language sometimes in dreams also with breakdowns of words. That doesn't mean that you're the Zodiac killer and you're trying to kill people because you have associations or sometimes you think it means something else in a metaphor, in a dream, etc. So these are all healthy. They're okay, so long as you're not killing anybody with your associations. Okay, so for starters, um, one very famous one. Uh, I was born at Mount Sinai in New York City. Uh, Mount Sinai has been around since the 1850s, and it originally opened, um, the hospital originally opened for Jews that were indigent, who were poor, uh, and then it, you know, over the years, it blossomed into uh, something that serves all kinds of races, and is, has, you know, the rich to the underprivileged to the middle class all have, uh, all have walked through the corridors of Mount Sinai Hospital. And I was born in there in the year 1980. And Mount Sinai in the Jewish temple, um, it is told in the Old Testament that it is where uh, God gave Moses tablets on ethical and moral codes uh, so that the Jews could survive in his protection if they, if they follow these moral codes that he handed to them. So it's called Mount Sinai. If you break that down, it spells sin, A-I, sin, S-I-N, AI. If you break it down in syllables, that's what it spells. And AI uh, can translate as alien intelligence or artificial intelligence and abbreviations in the modern world. I'm sure there have been tons of conspiracy theories written on the subject matter by many healthy and unhealthy people uh, living all kinds of interesting and uninteresting lives. Um, so 
today, uh, if you go to Mount Sinai, they have lectures even, and they're starting to incorporate. I recently was at a cancer. I was at a cancer center, and they're starting to say that people sometimes at home can even start uh, having computer monitors trace them at home in their blood to help cure the cancer and monitor them from afar with artificial intelligence technology. So this is in the year 2018 we're starting to make these breakthroughs. And at Mount Sinai, they, they started lecturing on, this was somewhere else I saw this, but they, they also have technology lectures and lectures on health. And that's a major breakthrough because a couple of decades ago when I was born there, you know, it's in privacy laws which is really healthy for the mind. You don't feel like anybody's looking at you that you don't want to be looking at you. But you're born into a reality um, where they test you for your vitals. There's probably some kind of screen monitor uh, for the mother. And uh, it's just the people present in the room and whatever psychological, psychic experience the mother's having who's probably heavily sedated, you know, on some kind of drug so she feels not too much pain when she gives birth to the baby. I think my mom took a bunch of those before she had me, so she, she's barely awake even. She's like, oh, and she asked my dad, is the baby here yet? He used to make fun of her a lot for that one. But anyway, so I was born into one of those. Where you, uh, you, the mother and father feel like it's just the nurses and the doctor, preg I mean, uh, present, uh, giving birth, and they have a monitor, and, you know, it's just them with the monitor, and those are protected by the military and the government to keep them in privacy laws. Uh, they don't think it's a conspiracy, like there's some artificial intelligence and they're sinning against them or something like them. But today, if you, if you get into a certain level of uh, technology grids, and the Central Intelligence Agency, again, acknowledges there are many different grids um, of energy and biology, and so does the NIH, the National Institute of Health. Uh, you can go to see lectures even at Mount Sinai on their website that sometimes have to do with technology and the patient both at home and in the hospital with treatment. And you can even take out nature.com is a, is a good uh, source. I've read about um, people signing up for work with the mind even and putting their head onto a computer and getting to see certain memories and dreams that they really can study on the computer in medical settings today if they sign off on him. And then, you know, we're coming to a certain point where it can be dangerous because who else is looking at this if we're not in grids that are kept by certain entities? Because who are the entities, right? Who are they? Because if it's not just the hospital, somebody else could be looking at that and on and on. And then it can become criminal. Uh, for a little while, I worked somewhere that will remain nameless. And it looked like a lot of their databases uh, were a little wonky with the hospital systems. And I, I reported it, and they didn't know what to say, you know, because we're in a grid where some people can be spied on on, on the street surveillance, and they still want help in the hospital. They don't know what to do because they're not the ones doing it. And it's really not ethical in a certain way, but if you're stuck in one of those... People still need help if they're bleeding to death and they want to go in the hospital, but something can get wonky with their medical records. My dad even once had, he went to the VA hospital one time and somebody lost his blood records and who knows who got them, you know? So these are like really strange times if you can, if you find yourself in one of those, uh, if you're still alive, if you haven't been killed by some psychotic hacking into the system, um... <laughs> Uh, these are strange times because it's it's changing. And artificial intelligence is real. If you look in uh, certain academic databases, it acknowledges that the government even has artificial intelligence laws. 
and privacy laws if you can get a reaction out of them. Uh, but then you can, in turn, go into a hospital, and they say that we can give you computer treatments at home sometimes if you're in a certain energy grid. So it's like people, it depends on what their comfort level is, if they're okay, and if they're not, because that could be a lot with mental health, too. They might start getting really, really neurotic if they're from privacy laws, and they broke through to a level where they can be treated at home on computers all of a sudden, because who's looking at them? And they might not, you know, why did they lose my blood record, etc. And there's all different manifestations of things that can happen if uh, people are starting to advance into grids that are more advanced in technology. And there are a lot of people in them, but it's not necessarily the same kind of um, grid. So growing up in the Jewish temple in Mount Sinai, uh, you learn all these ethical and moral codes like don't kill people, don't steal their husband and wife, you know, these sorts of things. Uh, they teach you not to hurt other people, essentially, and they teach you several different ethical codes. And if you follow them, they say, then, you know, you're a good Jewish person and uh, you're a member of the congregation. Uh, and they drink red wine uh, a lot when they sing with prayer in Hebrew and a lot when they, um, uh, after, they're also done with service. They do both, and at home, too, on the weekends, Jewish people tend to drink significant amount of red wine compared to people that never drink it. They drink on the weekend red wine. Sometimes they'll have a glass with their dinner. Some people have too. Uh, so <clears throat> this is traditional. And uh, some people think that it is altering perception of reality and blood and maybe opening it up passageways to other realities by even consuming wine while you say these sacred prayers and codes and ethics um, that you're taught. So I think um, when I was in grad school, we learned a little bit with Freud, and he wrote on a religion a book called The Future of an Illusion. And uh, Freud believed that with religion, that it was more of like a father complex, like man wants somebody to take care of them and to keep them in ethical and moral codes that keep them above primitive man. Um, and to come to terms with uh, death and impermanence uh, through this, sort of, that they're above primitive man and they have the church or they have the temple and they're above that level. And because they live in accordance with these moral and ethical codes, they are protected by a father-like figure, uh, and they come to terms with they are okay before they die, Then, and, and death is, you know, is unavoidable. Uh, and he also believed the child, uh, when very little in this book, he writes a little bit about something called the oceanic, uh, oceanic feeling, I think it's called. And it's also in civilization and its discontents. Um, and he talks about how the child has the ability, uh, when they're very young, to pick up on all kinds of consciousness still talking through them when they're very little that the adult starts to forget. Like when they come out of the mother's womb and until they're maybe a toddler or so, they might be a lot more psychical because it might be from another reality that they're coming into the world from and it might be talking in their fluids even. That might be why he's calling it oceanic, like he thinks it's something biological and in the fluids. Uh, so again, it goes back to in the Jewish temple, they drink red wine. If you're not in a certain energy grid, you might not be in privacy laws. You might be looking to that, uh, 
So it, that all, all these things uh, affect the fluids in our body and in turn the mental health of the individual. And none of this means the person's crazy. If you want to go see a linguist, do conspiracy theories. As long as nobody murders you in the audience or afterwards, it's okay to go see that. That doesn't mean the person's crazy or you're crazy to go see a linguist do a breakdown of metaphysics and words. Um, oftentimes, if you're in privacy laws and you talk to somebody about certain mental health disorders, um, sometimes they have to be have to do with like paranoia of being looked at or spied on or too much reading into words, which happens sometimes when you break through to other thresholds. I think, uh, and it's not weird. Uh, it's pretty normal, I think, and I think you just have to have an awareness of what you're in. And uh, how you feel. And uh, if something's trying to invalidate you, try and understand why, and if something's trying to validate you, then keep on persevering. And, you know, people go through all kinds of things in life, and some people live long, and some people live short. And who knows what it all is? We might all be in an intelligent design uh, from birth, and we might not even know, you know, who's, who's talking to us and from when. Maybe. Who knows? That doesn't invalidate the church or the, the temple either, even if you uh, do break through to another threshold. Uh, their ethical codes are valid. So just keeping that all in mind and um, being okay with it. Just sitting with that and keeping everything integrated and always acknowledging everything. Um, I think Carl Jung also, with the, the collective unconscious uh, around the same time he wrote... Um, that he believes a human being has the potential to tap into endless amounts of information, all different kinds of beings and visions from hells to heavens. And, you know, they're just different kinds of information. And a lot through meditation um, and sitting with that. He drew, he drew a lot during World War II of apocalyptic visions he was having in otherworldly beings in his Red Book, which I, I recommend if you find uh, consciousness interesting. And a famous man drawing a lot during World War II. Uh, so keep on keeping on, everybody. Uh, thanks again for tuning in today. Uh, keep on reading about religion and language. Keep on uh, reading the greats. Uh, keep on thinking people die and people live. People break through to other thresholds. Some of them survive, some of them don't. Everybody's imperfect. And uh, let's let's keep on moving on. Okay, thanks y'all for tuning in. Have a great evening.